This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome everybody back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is Marking Out episode 370, and you can find this episode on MarkingOut.com, also on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play. You can find it on Spotify, maybe. I don't know. Regardless, that's one. Uh, we have shirts, and you can get them at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Continue the conversation there. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. That's where we do most of our damage. Uh, email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, as you probably know and have probably seen from all of our tweets this week, Cooking with Brandon, Episode 6, is out. You can find it on YouTube at YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisWeenDog. Um, I looked at my Twitter account for the first time in like months, and apparently I liked like a bunch of like Mickey Mouse clubhouse videos yeah i guess i think when you watch a youtube video it automatically like retweets it no it's if you like a youtube video but like it's like like, and then then it tweets out saying i like hot dog hot dog dog song from mickey house uh that's either my son or my daughter i apologize about that if there's anybody's (laughs) keeping track um i'm here with as you've already heard brandon follow him on twitter bttg161 brandon hey hey what's going on Nothing. How you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. Throw you for a swerve there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And we're also sitting here with Dave. You can follow him on Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore MO. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Pretty awesome. good. Yeah. Cool. How's how, the week how, going? You know, my week is uh going pretty swell. Pretty swell. I actually caught up on some uh some movies that I haven't seen in a little bit. Ooh, what'd you see? I finally well, saw Rocky Five. Dude, spoiler! Come on. No, Pitch Perfect One and Two. You oh, know, nice. but he yeah. saw Pitch Perfect Two and then Pitch Perfect One. Yeah, okay. but I definitely it's really really funny. Have you it's guys like going seen back? It? And, no, I haven't. I've, it's I've actually seen all three. I went to the movies to see I think two out of the three, maybe. You only went to go see Lana in it, right? Right. No. Exactly. That's why the only reason Brandon went to the movies. (laughs) No, it's actually really funny. I'm actually surprised that they cater, that it's catered to children because there's a lot of jokes in there that's not really children appropriate. I don't know, like, where, who, who who said it was catered towards children? Well, that, that's what I kind of assumed going into it. Ah, But it, yeah, yeah, no, I could be totally wrong, but it has kind of that, uh, mean girls sense of a, sense of humor. Okay. Where they kind of have a few jokes that, like, obviously it's catered towards adults. Like but... all the early 30s to middle 30s South American yeah. moms who wear shirts that say, like, movie quotes from the line. Is that, like, a thing? Like, the Mean Girls Club, they say, like, on Fridays we drink pink or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, okay, so. Yeah, but this, the movies are actually pretty good. And I actually started watching, I caught some of uh, Dirty Dancing the other night. Nice. And That's always nice. We used to watch that in my house when I was younger, like every single day. Really? You know, you know, I've never seen it before. Really? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've never seen it either. I just know you don't put baby in the corner. <laughs> and I and I know yeah. Unchained Melody. 
Yeah. Nice. I, and I know that the hotel is based on the Concord. That's no I longer did. there. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'm a pretty huge uh, like movie buff, and that's one of the that's a pretty famous movie. Uh, very yeah. well done, and it was really good. But Chris, how about yourself? How are you doing? I had a very very busy week. Actually, five minutes before we started recording this, I just walked in the door from work. So um, today I was at work. Uh, let's go back to last week. We had that nor'easter on Friday, and I went to go see Every Time I Die, which I mentioned. They were unbelievable. So good. And it was it was funny, too, because, like, they were the direct support for Motionless and White, who's this other, like, goth metal band type thing. Uh-huh. I'm not really – I don't know them. But it was so funny seeing, like, the people that were there for Every Time I Die. It's like you had a beard. You were wearing a flannel. Uh, you were <laughs> definitely wearing. You definitely had a beer in your hand. You were there for motionless and white. You're wearing all black. You were definitely under the illegal drinking age. You were a goth. So it was cool to see those two like Work subgenres. Yeah, it, be, being there for the same cause. It was cool. I saw a bunch of like my music friends that I haven't seen in a while, which was a lot of fun. Saturday, I worked at the restaurant, which was heck, and it was just like wow. The story I'm going to tell during my rant of the week this week is Uh-oh. uncomparable <laughs> to anything you'll ever hear. Um, how, how, how was that motionless in, in white? I didn't stay for him. No, oh, a, you didn't? No, because I, I got to the Paramount, and my wife's like, we don't have power. I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> I should just – but, you know, I'll see them on Warp Tour this year because they're going to be on Warp Tour, and every time I die, it's going to be on Warp Tour, and so will Dawn Earth, who are oh, two of my favorite bands, so, and it's last year Warp Tour, so – yeah, you got – where are they uh, – is, is that at Jones Beach? Yeah. Jones Beach, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with are the you, Are you sure the... they're on that on that bill? They're on for the entire tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just released an album, so it's like – yeah, they have to do their year or so of like touring like maniacs. When is um, it? The 28th of July. July. Okay. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, no, it is cool. Um, And then Sunday, I filmed a mail review interesting if you're not familiar with mail review if you remember kurt hawkins and tyler rex's uh <laughs> gimmick they had for like two weeks yep it was just like that but and, a lot more not pg and how was that being a being a, a male doing your professional job and everything like that was that awkward to step into it was extremely awkward because i'm not in that industry Mm-hmm. So going in there, like I didn't even know what to expect. Like, and I was like, I was looking back at the footage the other day. There was one guy though. I have to give him props. One of the one of the male dancers. He gave a woman a sunset flip. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I have it on tape, and I t- I texted Brandon immediately after it happened. I'm like, oh my god, this guy just hit a sunset flip, and he hit it like perfectly. He went to the P.D. Williams uh, School of Hard Knocks. He did. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, easy. Hey, easy day. It's just, and today I was at work all day and mm-hmm. I'm home. Do you, I'm ready do you to do this the, podcast. Do you remember the tag team that like did that, that gimmick before Hawkins and Rex? The well Thrums? done? No, that they had it was um what was their name? Chad and Well done? No, it was they were the they were the dicks. Chad and James. Oh, Dick. I remember that. It was Tank, I remember. Tank Tolan and um. Oh, I can't remember the other dude's name. Ah, uh, that's all it's right. It's okay, but yeah, um, it's it was it was an experience. 
but at least you had three days to relax. You know, I, I've I've told you on a personal level, and I always like whenever I talk to anybody, whether it's my dad or friends, like I always mention like when they someone asks about you or whatever, I'm always like. Chris is probably out of all my friends, out of people I know. Chris is probably the hardest working uh, guy that I know because yeah. you you have to balance uh, multiple jobs. You have to balance family and everything like that, and managing being a, a house owner. And I'm like, that's that's a ton of responsibility that you're doing. So I always give you a lot of respect for that, dude. I appreciate that, brother. Brother, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but Brandon, how was your week? It was good. Saturday went to Atlantic City, the dump of Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate I, America. I, I really I hate going there, but it's like I want Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, I know. We saw the forty-seven <laughs> pictures that you posted of Cracker Barrel. It was two or three or four or five. Or five my, or my six. friend, my the, the 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 night before, my friend goes. I, I said to him, I was like, are, "Are we definitely going to Cracker Barrel?" He goes, "I never said that." I was like, "What are you talking about? The whole reason why I was going was for Cracker Barrel." <laughs> I was like, "We were looking at like places to go based on where Cracker Barrel is." Mm-hmm. And he, then he goes, "Oh, let me ask everybody else." So everyone's else, everyone else is like, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> yeah. So we go there, and then and then um, what was, I was that Mike? Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, listen, we always go to Atlantic City and all we see is the boardwalk or a casino. Can we, like, at least try to see something historical? And uh, <laughs> Can we go to Cracker Barrel? <laughs> no. I mean, Cracker Barrel's out of the way from Atlantic City from us, but we still go the little detour. Uh-huh. And, um, but right outside of Atlantic City, they have the world's, like, oldest roadside attraction like surviving okay. roadside attraction. It's like this big gigantic paper mache elephant called Lucy the elephant. There's like, I think it was a house at one point maybe. Mm-hmm. So, and like you can go in it if you pay for the tour, but it was like freezing cold. So we didn't pay for the tour. We just took pictures in front of it, mm-hmm. but it was cool. It's literally right down the road from all the casinos. And, uh, is, Trump cool. casino, is Trump's casino still there? Um, they have the, oh, is the Taj Mahal? I think that's long gone, but I'm not, I'm not positive, but the, um, was it Trump Plaza? I don't know if it's, if, if it's Trump Plaza or, or Trump Taj Mahal, just because of that Nor'easter, like they already like started to like take pieces of it off, but the Nor'easter was like tearing actual siding of the building off. Oh. So, like, I went there and, like, I could see pieces of the boardwalk. Uh, not pieces of the boardwalk. Pieces of the hotel missing. Well, that doesn't sound too safe. No. Yeah. But, I, I mean, well, it must have just fallen on the ground or whatever. Maybe they went up and, and got it off. I don't know. But but it was it was nice well, to not spend the full day in, like, the casino. I've never gone to Atlantic City for just the day before. Mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. went. That's a drive. It's. I mean, it's not really though. It's like two and a half hours, so it's not. It's not terrible, especially if no. you know you're getting Cracker Barrel. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we did that. We went to the. We walked the boardwalk a little bit. We went into an arcade. Um, and then afterwards we went to. We stopped off at Wawa. Nice. I love Wawa. My very first time at Wawa, and I got a tuna sandwich. A tuna sub because I wanted to compare it to Quick Check, 
because all my road all my road experience is with Quick Check, and um, I really like Quick Check, and I think Quick Check was better. I yeah. think I think I, I'm not saying that that the the food I got at Wawa was bad. I just think Quick Check executed it better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed both uh, both places for sandwiches. It's but... like when you go to um, when you go to Six Flags, right there is that Wallow right before you get into the entrance, and you just stock up on stuff. You put it in a cooler, and then you go in, and then you have all your food in the cooler when you uh, want to go out for your lunch break. Yeah, yeah. It, like it could have been like a completely like isolated incident. Like it could have just been like the place that it was just like a messy sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, it was good. Well, that's cool that you enjoyed it. I just like when quick check you order, you could be like, oh, like you punch it in on the computer, extra this, extra that. I had to stand there and like wait for the woman to like, I had to like make eyes with her to like see if she's making the tuna fish yet. <laughs> what kind of eyes did you make with her, Brandon? Hey. <laughs> My eyes that like say, I want pickles. <laughs> I want extra pickles. <laughs> So, well, can't can't you just request that on the computer? No, that was the thing. You couldn't do it. Oh, interesting. Well, that's pretty cool that you got to check those places out. So let's get on to some independent wrestling. Talk about – well, not independent wrestling. Outside, outside the, the ring. Rings, though. Yeah, we have a lot um, of outside the ring talk to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there, there's a ton. So let's kick it off with uh, Alberto El Patron. We have his to. Imp- yeah, his impact uh, contract has expired. Uh, during April, and apparently he's in talks with WWE. Yeah, rumors are that he's in talks with WWE for a comeback, which please, please, please be false. And then the AAA announced that he's going to be a part of Triple Mania in August. So I don't know. But would you guys be open for uh, Patron's return? That's the thing. Like I was, I was happy the last time he came back, but like it just what? Well, I was happy because I like Alberto Del Rio. But Dude, they, no, 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 no. wait, listen, listen, they listen. Paired him up with Dutch Mantel. You're not letting me finish. I Go like ahead. Alberto Del Rio, but when he came back the last time, it was complete garbage. So how and did you towards, like the last time I he came? Did not say that. I thought you did. <laughs> you, I said I like Alberto Del Rio, but and you were like, what are you, like one of the teachers in the Peanuts movie? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Do you like uh, Patron? Would you be open for it? No, I don't want it. I don't want him back. But I want to know where you guys soured on this. Dude, I've he's... never really been a fan of him. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I was a little bit, I was a supporter of his for a little bit, but then he went stale. I mean, he had his 15 matches with Christian, and during that era of Patron, it was nothing. The guy has a huge attitude, which doesn't really help everything. That's his, my big problem. And his rumored social life doesn't really help build any fan base. Yeah, the fact um, that he's like engaged to Paige has a rhyme. Ain't no crime. Um, yeah. When he was like still married and still getting a divorce, like what is that? Come on. Yeah, and then that promo that he cut on Impact after everything with Paige. I mean, come on, dude. How I this still, guy should I not have, have any no, I have no idea how Impact like allowed him, even aired that. Exactly. So you're gonna allow this guy to come back into the promotion, even though Paige is there, and this guy is just a a disaster waiting to explode. 
Yeah. And I wouldn't even want his influence around the locker room at all. Just negativity. Yeah. Well, he's no. supposed to be facing another huge uh, luchador come August. So who knows what's going to happen. Apparently he was also at WWE just filming um, filming interviews for a Rey Mysterio documentary. Speaking of Rey Mysterio, I know I'm going a little bit out of order, gentlemen. I was, I I was actually going to cut it off, but you segued into that. I was going to go into yeah, a, do it up. a question. Nah, do it up. Wait, Let's we have look. questions? Yeah, I for, we forgot. Oh, no, that was a great segue. All right, we'll get into it after the Outside the Ring talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but speaking of Rey Mysterio, uh, apparently Rey Mysterio has been rumored to make his way back to the WWE. They're saying it's going to be John Cena versus Rey Mysterio, which I don't think any of us want to see, um, at WrestleMania. But apparently, allegedly, uh, last Friday at uh, Northeast uh, Northeast Wrestling, Rey Mysterio was teaming with Flip Gordon uh, against Joey Mercury, who has made some renaissance comeback on the indies, and Caleb Connolly. Uh, what it looks like happened that he tore his left bicep. Uh, what I've heard is that he could still move it around. It might not be a super big tear, but it's a te- it's a torn bicep. Yeah, it says it's yeah, a yeah. partial tear or something, and that it might, and it, it won't even affect his contract negotiations with WWE. But that I have no idea. Like, she, like with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. that's what they, were, they were like liking it to. I mean, you don't want to hire him if he has this already pre-existing injury that could easily tear even further in your ring. Like, like um, Jazzy Gabbard, she had the herniated disc in the back of her neck, and she was known void her contract, uh, her NXT contract. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy because so kind of... it's like at this point, Rey Mysterio might just be like super injury prone. Like he puts on like incredible matches. I just, I was just reading the other day that when, uh, when he was filming that one scene in Ready to Rumble, apparently he like he injured himself in in, in that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. He could definitely be injury prone. I mean, but hopefully he has a speedy recovery, and hopefully this isn't as severe as the reports say. Talking about injuries, though, uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. We spoke about Eddie Edwards taking that bat to the face uh, Did we? back when. Well, back when they taped it and everything like that, oh, and yeah. now it's actually been aired, and he broke uh, his eye socket and. Um, yeah. I this was gonna be my rants and match of the week, but now that we're talking about it, like I want to like kind of go into like kind of full detail about it. Cause Dave, did you watch it? No, I, I saw the clip of him uh, getting hit in the face, though. Oh well, it looked like the bat slipped. Definitely, what, it looked like the bat slipped. He meant to hit the top of the chair, and when he, he swung through and hit him and hit him in, in the face, you, you could see Sammy's reaction that he was generally. I'm sorry. One slip. I apologize. We're a PG show. I swear. Brandon, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but he was just like, oh, man, that's not good. And the way that they cut it on Impact was really well done. Because then, like, afterwards, hey, follow us on our social media. But I think I would have turned a negative into a positive here. I think this is what Impact needed to kind of boost the ratings up apparently it's being said that this is the best ratings that impact has had in three months because people wanted to turn tune in people wanted to see what was going on with this whole eye socket thing and another positive this is i think what maybe for dave 
Sammy Callahan needed to kind of jumpstart his name back on the independence and impact and everything like that to make him that big tier player again. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, think? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, since you brought it up and everything, I started realizing a little bit more about his, his no pun intended, but his impact uh, wrestling and everything like that. And uh, I mean, he's, I think for a while he was stale. But now with everything and with MLW, I do think that he's starting to spin it around and everything like that. Um, and I agree, I agree with you. It looked like he was aiming for that chair and it just slipped right off. Just I, with his, the swing, it just slipped right off and hit him in the face. I think he went into business for himself. You know, some people do think <laughs> no, I'm that. Just some people do think so. Boo, yeah, totally. Brandon. I'm joking. But <laughs> I think this is, uh, you know, but I just I love the the outcry from it. Like apparently he's getting a lot of like negativity thrown his way. Uh, he went on Busted Open, which is like the premier wrestling talk radio show on Sirius XM, and he said he's not sorry for anything that he did. Perfect. Him, what? It's that's perfect. It's perfect. He's not sorry for everything he did. But then it, it like it reaches out from there. Like somebody mentioned Jim Cornette about this saying, Oh, Jim Cornette's probably sm- um, somebody said somewhere Jim Cornette is smiling because they protected the biz and didn't use a gimmick bat. And then Jim Cornette goes off and says, I just saw this. Eddie Edwards should have beat the Bob Backlund out of this stupid Backlund. Uh, his setup was shoddy, was careless and his Bob Backlund swing. And they couldn't have, uh, been doing this from the beginning with who the bob Backlund trained sammy callahan i'm bob Backlund hot and then sammy callahan's like i'm done with this i'm he's playing into it which yeah. is exactly what he needs to do jim the thing with jim Cornette is that the dude's a i mean he's a total mark for the business still oh he's still a total mark not even him the franchise is commenting on it as well that's because he's street the franchise is just trying to grip onto anything he can just to be relevant whether it's Talking to Taz or Francine or trying to maintain on whatever gimmick to try to get someone to tweet but, him. But Sammy Callahan, bam, roasted him. He goes, wait, what? Now the franchise is jumping on the bandwagon to bury me? How much more remorse did you show when you broke Pitbull Ga- uh, Gary Wolf's neck? Hashtag, yeah. hashtag bam, roasted. I think this is great. I, I, I've said it before did, and I'll say it again. I'm a huge fan of Sammy Callahan. Everything he's done has always been great. I've met him on several occasions. He's always been a stand-up dude. And yeah, did Disco had, say anything about it? I don't know. I don't really care. But you know, um, he said if you want me to apologize, you know, Sammy goes on to say if you want me to apologize, I'm just not going to show up at your. Uh, I won't. I won't come to your uh, indie show. I won't work your indie show if you want me to apologize. It's a part of professional wrestling, and Sammy's playing this to his advantage. There's a new shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com with Eddie Edwards' broken face, and it says, "I broke Eddie's face in parentheses with a baseball bat." I mean, he's, I he's, get, he's the death machine for a reason. Yes, absolutely. What, what I don't get, though, is that what I do love are that the fans are buying into it and stuff. What I don't get is that the fans are buying into it. <laughs> you know? I am like, sometimes I read. Dude, sometimes, what about yeah, the reporters? What about Booker T versus Corey Graves? Everyone's buying into that. I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't see that? They like Corey Gra- Booker T alluded to Corey Graves being the reason why he got fired from WWE. Yeah, they set up this whole angle. No, they they no. worked everybody. Booker T. Oh, yeah. it was great. The news sites are reporting Booker T said this, and Corey Graves even like drops it on Monday Night Raw or something. 
I, the thing I hate the most is that Jim Cornette is so outspoken about preserving the business. And it's like the business has changed, dude. Like, I, I, I just I, – I hate Jim Cornette. I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of him. I either, like so. him. I'll, I don't have any beef with him. He was always cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at a recent NXT live event, Bobby Fish ended up uh, apparently injuring his knee uh, in Indiana – Hopefully nothing serious. Apparently, uh, it's, I I read today on one of the news sites that uh, he had surgery, so mm-hmm. the severity of it is not has been not told by yeah. WWE.com yet. But hopefully, we wish Bobby Fisher a speedy recovery. Someone, yeah, he's has, got, someone I think else? he's got like three weeks until until takeover, yeah. or two weeks, three weeks, two yeah. weeks. Like Somebody uh, who is coming back from injury is Jeff Hardy. Uh, it's been recorded that Jeff Hardy has been cleared to return to the ring by a surgeon. So hopefully uh, we will see him at the uh, ultimate deletion, perhaps. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, someone who really got deleted pretty quickly this past week uh, in Chicago at a live event, Brock Lesnar defeated Kane in 35 seconds. It's embarrassing. It's like, I don't know. It's like, embarrassing like... that your universal champion comes for a house show. And wrestles for thirty five seconds, and like, is still going to get the same amount of money that he gets. Like how is that? Not... How's that an attraction? I don't understand. Like it's so annoying that this is the position that they that he's in. Well, let's not forget. Wasn't Kane just in a pay per view caliber feud with Brock Lesnar because Kane is such a monster again? And yeah. thirty five seconds, really? That's yeah, bogus. I just, yeah, it was. It was literally. I think it was two two uh, Germans and a an F five. Yeah, and I don't understand. Like, I really. How is that an attraction? How is putting Brock Lesnar on the on the card an attraction? Be like, oh, I'm going to see Brock Lesnar, and then you show up. It's thirty five seconds. That's it. It's like people pay the hard-earned money because they want to see Brock Lesnar's team for thirty five seconds. It's just it's. So, I can't it's wait. So I can't wait for Roman Reigns to beat him at WrestleMania. Yep, I said that on this fo- on this show, folks. I can't wait for Roman Reigns to win. Yeah, but uh, speaking of Chicago, the Cubs had a nice win, win over the uh, San Diego Padres today. Ian Happ has been really showing himself uh, this spring training. It looks like he might uh, take the uh, leadoff spot for the Chicago Cubs. Could Only be a good late. Could be a late round draft pick right there. Yeah, no, I know. Hopefully uh, nobody uh, is keeping him this year. Uh, so Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks revealed the city and arena for their event, All In, which will be held on September the 1st, 2018. Stephen Amell was actually the one that announced it um, on being the elite. And it's going to be taking at this taking place at the Sears Center Arena in Hoffman, State, Hoffman Estates, Illinois which is like 40, 50 minutes from Chicago. Um, yeah, this is awesome do, stuff. Do I mean, think, it was... Yeah, I think it's a, an 11,000-seat 11, arena, but yes. even mm-hmm. more so now that it's announced for Chicago, do you think the Cubs are in on it? Do you think the Cubs are all in? No, but I think they're home because I think they're against... No, it's everybody in now, just to clear it up. Oh, they changed I look... it? No, it's, yeah. Ev- yeah, it's everybody in. Oh... Yeah, very coincidental. Hey, What's your... Yeah. No, that's all I'd say. I, oh, I wish it was in New York. I would I would go. I would support them. Where would they put it in New York, though? It's That's difficult, but... 
<laughs> there's but there's like some venues out there like I don't know how many the Hammerstein Hammerstein is probably like nine thousand seats. No maybe? way. It, oh. No, it's about three to four thousand. Yeah. Mm. Google it. Google. Let's. See. I think that the way that did... me on it. Uh oh, haven't heard one of those in a while. I know. Right? Here, here what? what? A slap chop bet. Capacity is twenty two hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. guess that's pretty stupid Yo. for me. I saw the arena too; it's much bigger than that. Oh yeah, what no, do you the, think... the Cubs are are they... going to be in Philadelphia that day. What do you think the odds are of uh, CM Punk showing up? I mean, Chicago, all in. These are all of his friends and everything like that. Do you think he'll make an appearance? No. I mean, if he I, I if he was no. going to make a if he being that he walked away from WWE, but he still like loves pro wrestling and everything. If he even makes – this would be his first pro wrestling appearance since WWE, I believe. So do you think that he would at least appear at this kind of an event? Only time will tell. Only I'm time gonna, will I, I tell. I would assume no, but – I'm going to get my hopes up and say yes. I mean, um, you but really, you I never heard, know. I heard that the um, – this is going to be like a podcast festival at this thing too. Really playing into all the marks, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, why not oh. have a convention with it? Yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to look up to see if the White Sox are going to be home, but who wants to go see the White Sox? I don't see any 10,000-seat arena in New York City. Oh, I actually wouldn't mind seeing the White Sox. I, I used to love the White Sox. There's a f- – no, that's when Rochester. Paul Canerco was on the team? No, before with Frank Thomas and – and uh, Robin Ventura. That's right. Roger uh, the White Sox are home, actually, that day. They're against the Red Sox. Hmm. So, so, catch- so there's there's uh, Boardwalk Hall in New Jersey that yeah. has um, – oh, where did it go? It just disappeared. It was like 12,000 seats maybe? Yeah, okay. but it's Jersey. Yeah, what does yeah, that mean? Jersey. What does that even Speaking mean? Speaking of places with a lot of seats in it, that one place is the the Melbourne Cricket Grounds in Australia. Uh, it was reported this week that WWE will be running an event there, and the tick sales are expected to be a hundred thousand seats. False. I am gonna I am gonna say that they are not even gonna come close to that. As that well, apparently that. there's like some big event going on in Australia, like right the week before or something that like might draw people there, but. Uh, I don't. I mean, who knows if they'll come close to a hundred thousand? Who who knows if they'll break the WrestleMania attendance record or the WWE I, record in general? The only way that they do that, if the, like based on sales, I don't think they're going to do it. But if they give away enough tickets, then maybe. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. That's what they do at WrestleMania is just to get their attendance up a little bit higher. When they don't have the ticket sales, is that they start giving away tickets to people and to businesses. And corporations and everything, so but, and they're gonna uh, they're gonna inflate that number a little bit too. This this event's actually not like officially announced yet or anything, but Michael Cole kind of alluded to it on Raw. Um, but the event that actually is confirmed is taking place at the King Abdullah Sports City in Saudi Arabia on uh, April twenty seventh, which is being called the Greatest Royal Rumble, containing fifty superstars in the match. Um, Triple H, John Cena, Nakamura, I think New Day were advertised for it. 
Nobody knows if it's going to be aired on the WWE Network or not, but I think this is pretty stupid. Why? I, I don't why? know why. Because I don't know why you'd have another Royal Rumble in the same year. What does this Royal Rumble winner get? It's extending oh. the WWE's global reach in Saudi Arabia. I don't care. You you do that with other events. You just do other stuff. I agree with Chris. This is expand. This is something huge. And plus, it it doesn't have to be anything. It's just a house show, dude. What it's World mean? Wrestling Entertainment. What does that exactly. mean? Now you're gonna have you start have, you're just gonna have random Royal Rumbles throughout the year on on live events. That makes no sense. Sure. Why not? The if winner, the winner of the Royal you're... Rumble goes to the the main event of WrestleMania. What's this gonna be? The Great WrestleMania? No, you don't have you don't have to. <laughs> in have uh, in Nigeria, actually... Great Power Udi's gonna be in the in the Rumble. Hey, never Restore say never. Them. Yeah, never say never to the Neverland Pirates, all right? Uh, yeah. Money in the Bank will be held on June 17th and will be a co-branded Money in the Bank matches. So you have a Raw Money in the Bank match, you have a SmackDown Money in the Bank no, match. We discussed that. Raw after- and SmackDown what? in one match. Oh, really? Yeah, for the men and the women, from what it seems like. Interesting. Based, based on the cool. advertisement. Cool. And there'll be an NXT takeover the night before. Where yeah. is Money in the Bank this year? At, sh- at the uh, oh, is it in? Sh- is it the? It's in Chicago. Okay, that's why. Yeah. So the Allstate Arena. Sure. Let's mm. see. Regardless, that's to prowrestlingtees.com backslash mark now. Um, it's forward slash. There's rumors floating around that there's going to be some new titles brought into the WWE soon. And one of those titles is going to be a tag team cruiserweight title that will be brought in after WrestleMania. Love it. Yeah, I don't okay. mind. Huh. It. I don't. I don't like this idea just because. I, I understand that you want to. I dude. I would. I would rather see them actually do something with the UK title than introduce another title that they're not going to do anything with. But Let's I mean, at it, least it's but, not going to do anything. But I disagree with that because they have TV and UK championship doesn't. The UK championship I don't like five has five guys in the division. Yeah, the yeah. UK championship has, and not even. You have Adam Cole wrestling for it next week. Yeah, you do. So it's like not it's even not gonna... divi- cross like they're crossing divisions now. But the cruiserweights have their own television show. That there's no. But they also there's no I, problem I, I... booking a tag team match on 205 Live. And it's not like the cruiserweights. It's not like 205 Live is now based around like Enzo Amore and like character development. It's based around wrestling now. So, you throw a couple tag teams together. You have those guys fight for the tag team tournament thing. It'll be great. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too big of a fan of it of it at all. I but mean, something I am. You a could fan even bring of. up like TM61 could be in in the that's right in the the cruiserweight tag division. That's right. Um, you could have Buddy Murphy. Talk- you could have Buddy Murphy find a tag team partner and give him a a, a tag run again. Well, talking yeah. about tag runs, the bar put out an open challenge oh, you at WrestleMania. Oh, skipped over the other part of that sentence. That's all right. Um, yeah, yeah they put it out an open challenge. All over the place. Yeah, they put it out an open challenge. And on Twitter, the Young Bucks and also Killer Elite Squad put out tweets uh, pretty much saying that they're open for business if the bar is ready for them. So, uh, obviously, realistically, that's not good. They're, pan- they're pandering to the marks. Oh, totally are, but it's still fun to see that interaction between a WWE superstar and uh, uh, indie superstars. 
So, or I should probably say New Japan Pro Wrestling Superstars. Um, but it's still fun to see. New Japan-wise, they will be opening their own dojo in Los Angeles. I was listening to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast before. So. <laughs> I love it uh, when he says that. I'm mean, straight to Los Angeles. What? <laughs> Got Hershey, the dog. Uh, but Shibata has been announced as the head coach for the New Japan Dojo. Uh, Scorpio Sky will be serving as the assistant coach. So another place, great place to train if you want to get yourself over to Japan. Yeah, I totally agree. Scorpio Sky has been really making a solid name for himself with Lucha he's, Underground and everything else. But he's been, he's been a name. That's the thing. Yeah. He's, another, another guy that's reinventing himself. Uh, t- totally. Um, this next thing we're going to talk about, if you don't want to be spoiled, put your earmuffs on right now. You got them on? If you got them on, you probably can't hear me. So anyway, regardless, it's three prowrestlingtees.com backslash marking out. Uh, there's a bunch of NXT tapings yesterday, which was the seventh. Today's the eighth. When we record this, it's going to go out later tonight because Brandon's editing skills are, he's a wizard. Wizard sleeve, all, all in all. But anyway, a new NXT title has been announced. That is the NXT North American Championship. And it will be decided at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. It's going to be a six-man match between EC3, who made his debut at the tapings, Killian Dane, Large Sullivan, Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, and also the debuting Ricochet. Wow. I'm a big hit. I'm a, yeah, this is like your star-studded Mark match for you. Yeah, now Ricochet doesn't even, even need to sell. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that this is definitely going to be a highlight of uh, New Orleans. I mean, let's face it, with everything that's going on with competitions for uh, the night that NXT is taking place, TakeOver, you also have a lot of other options out there. George I think the break is after NXT TakeOver. That's smart. Right there. Yeah, that is smart. It's 11.55. Very smart. But you also you still have a few other wrestling options that are that I'm sure is going to be taking place at the same time. So yeah, put, absolutely. Yeah, so putting this sort of a match with these wrestlers in there that you know for a fact the marks on WrestleMania weekend are going to go crazy for it. Oh, I mean, let's I, not forget they have the Dusty Rhodes Classic Finals then too. We don't know who's officially in it yet, but I'm well. Sh- we do. We might as well. Say we do. It. I mean, we'll save it. For, we'll save it for when that happens. This is like the big thing, just because they're making a new championship, and I feel like I, I'm a fan of this. I'm not a fan of the name, but I get the name. They have the UK tournament. It's it's World Wrestling Entertainment. They want to kind of branch themselves into different areas of the world. I'm yeah. waiting for the uh, the the uh, women's African Africa title. <laughs> which will be the African Championship, which will be great, um, but I said um again. I, I like I now I like consciously know what I'm saying it, and it's yeah. annoying. I like you it. Were, I always said that I always said that NXT needed a second title. I I think I said that when Baron Corbin was still in NXT, like give him like the WWE the NXT Network title or something like that. But I'm a fan of it. You think? Yeah, I, I feel like people are gonna be like kind of disappointed that we're not getting women's tag team championships. Whoa, no, 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 Brandon. I do not want that either. Yeah, I think there's a lot of women. Main, yeah, I've been on the main roster before uh, before anything. Yeah, if not, you're going to have matches like uh, what's I, your face? I mean like on the main roster, not in NXT. Who's the um, one I don't like with the initials VB? Something Bourne or I forgot her name. Oh, Vanessa Bourne. Yeah, you're going to have Squash. Like- 
Nah. NXT. I don't know. Um, and you but, don't want to, you don't want to talk about that other spoiler. What other spoiler? Well, for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Oh, what is that? It's. Nah, we'll wait. Spoil, spoiler, we'll wait. spoiler. No, we'll wait. Why? Um, Abby Lath and Sage Beckett got released today. Yeah, yeah. disappointing, but, you know, it's they weren't used. And the uh, that... Demetrius Bronson from the Seattle Seahawks was released, as well as... No, 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 no. Because Daniel Bryan, Washington, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and then somebody else that I can't even, like, begin who, to try and pronounce. Who would mean... Ugrog, I mean, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate to always see releases, but, you know, if they're not being used or anything like that, then, you know, it is what it is. And look at all the talent that's coming into the WWE women's division since they they were signed. Yeah, there's and so much been, talent. And yeah. there's, I, let's face it, Abby Lake did not have a good uh, appearance in the uh, uh, May Young Classic. We all I mean, at least it I know was, Brandon was, and I it didn't was like the it. dumbest finish, yeah. And With her, I think, her finishers I think, suck. I think people are saying that those two were released because of their body. Uh, that's just people being rumors marks. and everything like that. Yeah. I wouldn't buy any of that. a bunch of marks. Club. And it's yeah, like, I don't, I don't get, like, body shaming people. You're, yeah, you're, I, how I old are you? People... Like, how old are you? It doesn't make sense. That's just people trying to look for reasons to start up a, to get the clickbaits and stuff. You See know? an impact, Abby. Yeah, I wouldn't fall for that, though. I don't think she'd be an impact. No? I think so. Why not? I don't see that. Maybe Ring of Honor, but I don't see her going to TNA. Impact. I mean, she could. She'll be back she could, Yeah, you She'll could always do that King of Ring of Honor. I'm happy she to was... see Nikki Adams wrestling for Women of Honor. Yeah. Saw that the other day. Very so cool. awesome to see her getting uh, booked for them, too. All right. Well, uh, speaking of not being talk about booked. It. Yeah. Uh, Rich Swan uh, apparently may be retiring after yeah, his. I think, uh, I, I, think he's, I think he's an awesome talent. But, hey, listen, he, he said he lost his dream job. So exactly. Looks, certain people can't get over that. And it's just like, hey, now let me just get out of this career in general and start something new. You know what? The best thing he could do right now is go back to school. I think he's um, he's, what is he like? Twenty five years old? I have no he's, clue. He's mad young, and he's also really talented. He's a really talented musician. I don't know if you ever heard any of him he's like do freestyle. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've heard. seen. I did not know that. Yeah, very talented. So. I mean, maybe, it, uh, maybe, maybe he has that for him. Maybe someone yeah. will start from Hollywood. You ought to be a star, kid. Yeah, Ric Flair. Sit <laughs> on the couch. They announced Ric Flair's going to be a, is starring in a uh, motion picture. Really? Yeah, I think I don't know if he has the lead or not, but it, it based on the description that I picked up off of it, it kind of sounded like the wrestler, but not the wrestler. You know, speaking of people, famous people in movies, you know Fred Durst wrote a movie that's going to be starring John Travolta? Is that a rumor or is that just like... It's a real thing. What's the movie uh, about? It's about like a stalker or something like that. So it's about Limp Bizkit, really. Yeah, it's about Fred Durst's life. Keep, yeah. he's keep, it's going to be called Keep Rolling, 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 What? <laughs> um, then, so it, yeah. Ric Flair to make feature film debut in Uncle Steamroller and Champion Rabbit. 
Wow, that sounds like a great movie. I'm going to go see that. Sixteen-time world champion and two-time WWE Hall of Famer is set to make his feature-length acting debut in the dramatic comedy Uncle Steamroller and Champion Rabbit. The story centers on a down-on-his-luck Iraq veteran who mounts a comeback in hopes of reclaiming his old heavyweight championship as Uncle Steamroller. The Nature Boy, I thought you guys would woo, will play the president of the re- the World Woo! Wrestling World Wrestling uh, Union, the Vegas-based syndicate that owns the tour on which Steamroller competes. I'm going to tell you, you said three, three uh, words, and then I lost complete interest in everything else you said. Yeah, whoever, whoever the college students are that put on this film got lucky to, to like, get him. Yeah, it college. sounds oh. pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. Oh, talking about awful and Ric Flair, that music video that he was in. Oh, the, the Ric Flair the drip? Rick, yeah, terrible. I uh, saw a, bu- a buddy of mine. He's like, he's like, I just heard the song in Series XM. It's called Ric Flair Drip. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, rap sucks. Rap is crap. Kurt, uh, I don't, that's I don't think word, all Dave. rap. I don't think all rap is bad. <laughs> you're you're right. I'll, I'll Eminem, he's but, good. But country music is definitely better. And speaking of country music, the newest inductee to the class of 2018 in the WWE Hall of Fame is going to be Hillbilly Jim. It was going to skip all the proceedings that weekend until he finally, he finally picked, picked, up, the picked up the phone. I think it's awesome. I thought that was, yeah, that's a really cool story. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about this? I mean, he's put in decades of work in WWE. He was, he was, he was on that forefront during like the late 80s, during like the whole rock and wrestling movement. Yeah, but maybe, come on, that, that's, maybe, that's, a pivotal, that's a pivotal point in professional wrestling is yeah. when wrestling became mainstream, and, Jim, and he was a part of that. Jim goes, like, I wasn't even going to be at WrestleMania or whatever, and then they said, Vince McMahon wants you. Maybe this is like the big. Maybe this is Hulk Hogan's ticket back into WWE. That would be a pretty lame ticket. Maybe Hogan's going to be inducting him. Yeah, that would be awful. That would be stupid. No, you have to. That's going to be how you bring back Hulk Hogan by introducing Hillbilly Jim. I don't think Walter would induct him. Who do you think would induct him? I just said Hulk Hogan. But if it wasn't Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon. Why? I don't There's know. There's nobody else. I, I have no I idea. I think because because you have no idea is exactly the reason why he shouldn't be inducted. The guy hasn't there's, won There's people, specific. but there are people. What has he won? There, no Who'd championships or anything. Exactly. We are but lower. There, but there are people. Okay, who's dude, the, who's inducting Goldberg? Who cares? No, I'm you, not watching. No, you're, that you're, telling, you're you're saying the same thing. Oh, they don't have a. There's there's nobody to induct Hillbilly Jim. We don't we can't think of somebody, but think of who, who's inducting Goldberg. It's totally different because you're talking about bringing back Hulk Hogan after everything to do this. Yeah, why? Wow, that's like a, a nice sentiment thing. Totally different from the Goldberg stuff. It's not like oh oh my God, Hulk Hogan's coming back to wrestle. He's coming back to induct somebody. They put Hulk Hogan over pretty big in that in that video of of Hillbilly Jim's. If anything, I would be more. I, I would think that Goldberg would introduce uh, – I mean, Hogan would introduce Goldberg over Hillbilly Jim. I, Hillbilly Jim, I feel like, is that Coco Beware level. 
And I feel like the Hall of Fame is just a sham. It's unfortunate that people are just being in, in, inducted into the Hall of Fame because they are the people are familiar with their name, and that's it. Well, I like I, Hillbilly Jim. Well, I liked him as a kid as well. So what? But, <laughs> if 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 that's the the thing, then he did his job, man. Like, what the hell? So you should go into the Hall of Fame because you did your job. Good job. What do you mean? Good Everybody job. did their job. So so we're gonna induct everyone. No, but like exactly. I mean, exactly. who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day you'll see Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins in the WWE Hall of Fame. Dude, you don't know. There's no reason. There. I mean, like yes, okay, when you when sports. you look at this right now, I, I mean, that's completely different. So I'm not even gonna mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I could rant on for a long time about my feelings about the Hall of Fame and how I think it's just it. It's pure entertainment. It's not. A, a, it's not by any means a Hall of Fame, though. Well, that's that's you saying that, like. If, if Vince McMahon is saying, like, oh, I want Hillbilly Jim in the Hall of Fame, then it's for him. He doesn't do the Hall of Fame for us. It's for them and for the for the, the wrestlers, for the boys, in quotes. The boys. boys. The boys. The boys. <laughs> so All right. Think, um, maybe we should hit a uh, musical interlude now? No. Yeah. We're going to go to that question from, oh, yeah, old, question from Ben saying, hey, guys. Really enjoyed the episode. This is a bit of a generic question, but if you had to pick a Mount Rushmore of modern-day pro wrestling, whether it be strictly WWE or including indies, who would you include? Kind regards, Ben. And I said this before the show. John Cena, John Cena. This is a super (laughs) difficult question to answer. Well, John Cena has to go up there regardless of the 100% John Cena is on that list. Triple H? Because Triple H is kind of... Molding the landscape of WWE to come. I agree. I think Triple H. That's a good pick. What now? Would you put CM Punk or no? That's what Are I was talking about. Is he not modern? That's what I was saying. Like CM Punk, like did so much in the time that he was in WWE that like Daniel Bryan, as did Daniel Bryan. It's like do you put I, the, the, I would put Dan, Daniel Bryan still on TV. I would put Daniel Bryan over CM Punk. And it's like, do you put okay. the Young Bucks on there as like? They kind of changed the business. Yeah, I yeah. So it would be John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Triple H, and the Young Bucks. But then it's like you know what? I'm going to add Joey Ryan to it. I think that Joey Ryan. Ryan. I think he's done a lot with. Did you say you you wouldn't? Well, I think that he. The only reason I say him is because he's changing the face of everything with intergender intergender wrestling. Listen, James. that on TV, all right, brother? Maybe Candice LeRae instead of Joey Ryan. Okay, then where's where does AJ Styles fit on that Mount Rushmore? Yeah, this is too... I don't want to answer It's like right, super... It's super difficult. Okay, so if you... How many? Four, uh, four or five? There's four, four presidents on and Mount Young Rushmore. Bucks, young okay. Bucks are, are one entity, so you have to meld their faces together. Well, it's like this... you have to go with four... I'm going looking one, the one that kind of looks like a DB. Dude, can I say Okada? Where like where does he fit in? Not. Uh, no. no. You need four. Does Kenny Omega fit in? No. Okay, so for my four, I'm going John Cena. I'm going Daniel Bryan. I like the the Triple H aspect because of what he's doing, changing the entire face of everything. And then for last one, um, let's see. 
How do you not put AJ Styles? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. And then yeah. what about Brock Lesnar? As much as we just like, ranted on Lesnar, like nope, Lesnar. I got, I got, I got my four, and I'm sticking to it. But that could be like the WWE Mount Rushmore of modern day. You could do the indie Rushmore of modern day. You could do the Impact Wrestling of modern yeah. day. You could do the I mean, Impact. <laughs> un- <laughs> unfortunately, they put it out. Unfortunately, when you compare modern, if you're doing modern wrestling. 100% WWE is going to triumph independent. Like 100% no matter what list you're going to do, John Cena's on it. Yes. But All I right, think it's so a very difficult your, mountain to carve brand? out. I, it's, I, I'm going to just say John Cena, AJ Styles, perhaps the Young Bucks, as much as I would prefer them to not be on it. Um, Stop, catch the one more. Kick, block that I'll, into a super kick. I'll toss out Triple H as a very good reason. <laughs> All right. What about you, Chris? What do you? What's your four? John Cena, John Cena, and John Cena, and John Cena. Again. No, I'm kidding. Uh, John Cena, Triple H, AJ Styles, and Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair. There we go. And Charlotte Flair. Like Came how do like how do we wrestling. leave how do we leave women off that they're like changing the game? Well, that's why I put Charlotte Flair on mine. Yeah, but she's not really. Who would you put oh, up is. there then? That's, I mean, Charlotte's the face that they made her to be, but. Okay, no, no. Well, let's, take, let's face no, it. No, I'm going no, to no, take Charlotte Flair off. I'm going to put Ronda Rousey on. Better? Ooh. <laughs> is well, it but, better? Keep no, in mind, it's keep not. in mind, dude. I mean, you're, you're, even though you're excluding a woman off of the Mount Rushmore, Triple H is the, is the reason is why. A, uh, at the forefront for a May so Young then, Classic. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'm going to take Charlotte Flair. I'm going to take Ronda Rousey off. I'm going to put Stephanie McMahon. Exactly. Stephanie McMahon was at the forefront of this woman's uh, revolution, evolution, de-evolution, whatever it is. I yeah, her. I think Stephanie McMahon would be a great pick for up there. I don't know about but, that. But uh, we are going to have a little musical interlude this week. Yeah, uh, if you want to submit your musical interlude to this show, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. Who do we got this week, Brandon? Coming from the Just band no Blue Helix, it's Anti-Social Butterfly. So please enjoy. We'll be right back here on Marking Out.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 370. You just heard Antisocial Butterfly from the band Blue Helix. Check them out, bluehelixmusic.com. And uh, give them a follow on Twitter at Blue Helix Music. Yeah, that song is totally awesome. And I definitely look forward to hearing a lot more out of them. You know, everyone should definitely go check them out. You know what I can't wait to hear? About Brandon saying what's going on on Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Kurt Angle kicked off Monday Night Raw, uh, commentating, talking about how uh, Triple H sucker punched him, and he takes off his jacket and says, "Triple H, I'm calling you out." But he's not there. Stephanie comes out, says Triple H isn't there. Talks about how Kurt Angle has to pay his bills. He's got two white. Two wives, he's got to pay alimony. Which is stupid. That whole part was stupid. Because if you're married to a woman, why would you pay her alimony? That doesn't make sense. And his other wife, we everybody knows in the wrestling community, is already married. So married women don't have to get alimony from that. Yeah. Because Karen Angle is married to She's now Karen Jarrett. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of women, uh, then another woman come out, and that was Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey music hit. She comes out to a big pop, big Ronda Rousey chant. Uh, she talks about how she does have a WWE contract, and she can challenge anybody that she wants at WrestleMania, and she's challenging Stephanie McMahon. What I didn't like about this was Stephanie was like, oh, she's going to make this huge amassment, everyone, oh, because the awful. crowd is like totally there. The crowd is pretty quiet listening to Rousey. And then she's like, I'm going to challenge. And then Stephanie had to interrupt her and be like, come on, crowd, make some noise. She's about to announce oh, this stuff. I thought you were going to say, and can we get goes, a drum roll? You. Oh we yeah, get a no, drum roll like, in the in the middle of like as soon as the drum roll started, she goes you like there was no yeah, need for like, that drum roll. No, there. it wasn't. Yeah, no, like, it wasn't. It wasn't you. It was you. Yeah, it's it's like all right, can we get a drum roll, please? You. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as soon as she challenged Stephen McMahon, Triple H's music hits. He comes out, shuts it down. Kurt's like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're like, oh, I'm not. She's not a wrestler. I'm not a wrestler. He goes, wait, wait, wait. You have a contract that states you're an authority figure, but you also have a contract that states you're a pro wrestler. And you know who else has a contract like that? Triple H, you have a contract like that. Tag match, WrestleMania. Bada bing, bada boom. It was a decent segment after that. They all brawled, leaving uh, Angle and Rousey on top. Did what it needed to do to uh, make a WrestleMania match. What did you yeah. think about that Samoan drop? I saw uh, a lot of people being like, oh, my God, you tucked her arm. You're going to hurt her, blah, blah, blah. But, like, she threw, kind of threw her away off of it. Oh, it was people were angry about the uh, – I saw Tommy saying, hey, fan. here's some advice. Uh, as somebody who does that, like, go Tommy. ask. Tommy. Like, go Tommy. ask Nia Jax. Go ask the Rock. Go ask he said he said you're gonna wanna like not do that because you'll injure yourself. Wait, who's who said that? Yeah, you're gonna get us like sued or something. Am I? They're they're saying they're saying hammy or something. But next up after this, it was the rematch from Elimination Chamber when the same thing happened. Asuka defeated Nia Jax. But I'm liking the role that Asuka's playing as, like, the underdog in these matches. 
But I don't, I don't get that. Like, how do you, like, you're trying to possibly build up Nia Jax to look like a monster or whatever, the irresistible force they have her nickname on the screen. But in turn, you're, you're making Asuka, I think, look weak. Like, in NXT, she was a, a beast. She was a weapon tearing apart that roster. And Jay didn't like her. She had she had better matches, longer matches, where people were getting the better of her and stuff. But, like, I, I don't understand how you could try to build up Nia Jax in the same way in doing this. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that is totally... I think it was a bimbo move to put Nia Jax against Asuka. <laughs> oh, a what move? A bimbo Bimbo move. Hey, I think it's what is pointless. That? What? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Okay, but, so uh, yeah, I Oscar, think you know, I don't. I wanted to don't want to say the match itself was bad though. It was just it was just super predictable. They played, you know, they really played to like Oscar really using all 110 percent of her to really try to go in and beat Nia Jax. Something Which I, I liked. I thought was stupid during this match, or the the fact that they cut backstage to do a, a segment during the match, and they it's like I think recently though, I, I think it works for that gauntlet match that we saw because everybody was in the match, but just to cut away from this match, I feel like it takes it takes away from a normal fight. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the show, they they had Alexa Bliss backstage checking on Nia Jax's arm. And she brings out, she brings up Nia Jax's like weight and stuff and her body, which made Nia Jax cry, real tears, might I add. You always complain about, you always complain about that, Dave. Yeah, huge props for, but I think that uh, it's acceptable because my whole thing is I don't like the crying after you after after post match. Yeah, so yeah, so Alexa Bliss was like trying to be her friend and whatnot and makes her cry, but those are. I guess potential seeds for WrestleMania between yeah. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. I just—it's so think... kind of stupid that it's like, oh, you—I ha- had like just weeks ago she had no time for Alexa Bliss because she was in. in oh, I'm in such love with Enzo Amore. Well, now you can't really bring up that storyline, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's a dud. So that's a total waste of time. But you know what? It did. I do like that they have extended this entire Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss stuff um, leading up to WrestleMania, but hopefully they could capitalize on this because, like you like you said, it's, this they, could they be have a natural to, match. They have to. I think that's what it's going to end up being, and they have to just wait until Fastlane is over for Oscar to choose Charlotte. Yeah, so I agree with you. But, I agree. Up next, you had The Bar taking on The Revival, picking up the victory. Uh, If The Revival had won this, they were going to be the number one contenders and face The Bar at WrestleMania, like we already mentioned earlier. There's an open challenge. War Machine straight to the roster. Who? War Machine? War Machine. That's what I told told Brandon, too. I'm like, War Machine. There's rumors that... Um, but Brandon's probably like, no, the BWO is definitely going to come. Well, there's rumors <laughs> that it's going to be a current roster thrown together team that aren't a team yet. Is what I read. It's, it's going to involve like Randy Orton and someone else, and we're going to be like, oh, why is <laughs> Randy Orton this? That, I mean, that's a possible freaking ability. Yeah. Um, Dudleys are going John into Cena. the Hall of Fame. John Cena's not booked yet. 
Yeah, Cena doesn't have a match. Cena and Hogan versus The Bar. That's the match, this, damn it. What, what is this? Hogan and Edge? Dude, that's the match. We just, we are, uh, damn it. That, that's gonna, <laughs> it's happening. That's it. Hulk Brandon Hogan. Curse. Brandon Curse. Brandon edited that now. That's, that's happening. That's the match. You're going to see Hulk Hogan and Johnson take the tag team titles from The Bar at WrestleMania. And it's not yeah. even going to be, it's going to be open challenge style where they don't even have a match. And Hogan's going to come out, Cena's, or Cena's going to come out first. Hey, I don't have a match at WrestleMania. Oh, I need a tag team partner. I accept your challenge. Bow, 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 bow. And then we have the crowd goes absolutely bananas. Just like they did last year with the Hardy <laughs> Boys. They did this with the Hardys. This is happening. I, we have to accept it right now. I, I accept it. I'm good with it. <laughs> I, I was... I was <laughs> I was thinking maybe like Cassius Ono debuts and and goes like I'm gonna take on you guys by myself. I want the tag team titles. And then mid match Cesaro turns on Sheamus like Cody Rhodes did to uh, Hardcore Holly with Ted DiBiase. Would be interesting, but but we're getting I, I we're it's, it's, Cena. Damn it! Why? Sorry, sorry. Why? I, I had to bring it up. I'm pretty sure I, I booked that, didn't I? No, I brought up the John Cena's as free agent. Yeah, and then, and then, I, up, and then yeah, Hulk Hogan. But whatever. But next next up, talking about John Cena, uh, he had an in-ring promo, just pretty much his basic promo so about WrestleMania. Stupid. That was so stupid. He was John Cena was on Raw to promote his match for, about SmackDown. Yeah. Cross-promotion, brother. That made That's no good... sense. Cross-promotion's a great thing. <laughs> and then something that didn't make any sense either, which was super intriguing, I might add. Goldust interrupted, and he basically says, "I'm going to be the person to to stop your path to 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 not Royal Rumble to WrestleMania." Yep, and that sure didn't happen because John Cena <laughs> quick uh, beat him pretty quickly. I don't know if it was, but that, but, that but like quick, the, but, uh, what? I don't think it was that quick, but uh, and also eh, like this quick. this wasn't even like close to the caliber of match that I think these two could have had. And, well, was, I, and I'm not saying this fine. match was a bad though. I'm not saying this match was a it was, bad no, match. It, was, it wasn't bad at all. But it well, was. Like, toss that on a pay per view. Like I wouldn't mind seeing this at WrestleMania. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course you wouldn't, Mark. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. First time they uh, they it gets oh, moral, on, Excuse me. It gets told um, us booked on Mania. Something new here. and different. But this was the first time that they faced off one on one ever, which is astounding to me. Yeah. I mean, there was a chunk of John Cena's career that Goldust was not in WWE. And there was a chunk of Goldust's career that John Cena wasn't in WWE. <laughs> that was like a, a bigger chunk than Cena, though. Yeah. But. Yeah. The next match taking place, we had Bailey defeating Mandy Rose. And cool. uh, afterwards, Sonya Deville jumped in to... Uh, Beat down Bailey and Sasha Banks ran down to make the save, and then Banks uh, went in. Banks went in for a hug, and Bailey was like, "No," she pushed it away and left. So I'm so com- all right. First off, Mandy Rose. Let's take the positive out of all this. Mandy Rose is is pretty impressive in the ring, and she's I think very good looking as well. Yeah, I think that she's really doing really good stuff in there. The bad thing is this entire Bailey Banks thing is bizarre. I don't understand who is heel, who is not. Banks had the entire scar time. There doesn't have and, to be a heel. There doesn't have to be a thing. 
It's I, I'm not a fan of it either way because it involves Bailey, but I but, uh, I assume like that maybe they're teasing a Bailey heel turn when in fact it'll be Sasha. Like they're trying to throw us off the scent. Well, she has said in the past in interviews that she would want to go heel at some point, Bailey. Yeah. And so, I'm I'm starting to think that the reason why they randomly turned Mickey James heel is for Bailey's only ally right now to be Sasha Banks. And then to have them like a serious breakup and then a feud. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um up next, next next match you had Braun Strowman defeating Elias in a symphony of destruction, false count yep. anywhere match. Uh, that is a Megadeth album. Oh, is it? Yep. And it actually, this got picked up by a lot of uh, like of the metal news. It's, it's a Megadeth song. Excuse me. Um, it's a Megadeth song. song. I, I'm not a Megadeth fan. It's the theme song of Bam Bam Bigelow. Someone in ECW. It was, um, but and I like the fact that this got picked. This match and all the references that Corey Graves made in to Megadeth in this match got picked up by a lot of like the metal news sites. That's cool. Which I thought, I thought was cool. I'm not a Megadeth fan. I think Dave Mustaine is a crybaby, but regardless, <laughs> it's five. Yep. Pro backslash marking out. Uh, I thought this match was fun and I think it really kind of, I thought like the whole, the whole setup to it was cool. Like you had, yeah, like, first of, of all, we've only seen Elias play guitar. This segment opens with him playing piano, and then he moves on to play drums, and then finally the guitar, and then as they were making the announcement, he leaves. He yeah. goes backstage, tries to hop in a car, tries to speed off, car's not moving, turns around like Undertaker, where to, Stephanie, or whatever, where to, and uh, Braun Strowman's holding the car up. Yeah. And Braun chases him back into the arena, the, the match starts. Dude gets hit with the upright bass again. Dude gets a piano dumped on him. Braun Strowman, I popped for him playing piano. I thought it would have been funnier if he uh, dropped a little um, heart and soul. I thought that it kind of... (laughs) I thought that this was kind of a... I thought the end of the match kind of failed a little bit. It started to feel like it just started to class when Braun didn't know where to go next. It felt like I was in a hardcore match back in the day with BCW or WTW where... I was so excited what? by what was around me where I didn't know what weapon to grab next. I feel like I, it, it, it clearly it wasn't a, a hardcore match though. It was just like to showcase the. Uh, it was basically a match to showcase what Elias can do. I think. Yeah, but Musical I feel like that's a little bit bleh. Now uh, it's like, where do they go from with WrestleMania? Because what? Like they're. I mean. Not to jump ahead, they're not in that Intercontinental Championship match right now. Yeah. Which they were yeah, rumored to not. be in it. So it's like, what do you do with Elias and what do you do with Braun Strowman at WrestleMania? You team Braun... them up to take on the bar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's there you go. a possibility. Yeah. They, they fit the criteria of the rumors of two current WWE superstars that are not... Um, where, where do you get where do you get these facts? I actually don't remember where I read that from. But I read it on the, the, the sites. The sites. Well, you know, if it's not from uh, Ryan and Pro Wrestling Sheet, it's not official. Which this next segment is a huge bam roasted. 
Uh, you had Bray Wyatt defeat Rhino pretty quickly, but the biggest thing here is Matt Hardy laying down the challenge to Bray Wyatt at the Hardy compound with the whole House Hardy video and everything. We saw Vanguard 1. We saw the Lake of Reincarnation. We saw Skarsgård, the dilapidated boat. Skarsgård. All right, get it right. The, the, mm-hmm. the, in the, the ultimate deletion match... Is... Um, excuse me, excuse me, you're not even saying it right. It's ultimate deletion! Yeah, so Matt Hardy made the open challenge. We don't know when it's going to take place. We don't know if it's going to be a appara- It's going to be a mania. I, it, and what, what did I say two weeks ago? Oh. You have them fight there, make their way to the, where, where Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Dude, they go the Superdome, brother. <laughs> They they go into the lake of reincarnation. <laughs> he he pops himself. Can you like? <laughs> you gotta appreciate that. Yeah, because because Hulk Hogan said the wrong name, and people booed him at that WrestleMania. All right, that WrestleMania? yeah, thirty. Yeah. But yeah, maybe they go into the the lake of reincarnation and pop back up in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, that could be good. Or yeah, Brother Nero shows up. But the uh, the Bam Roasted comes to a WrestleZone writer who reported saying or tweeting or whatever saying, I can't believe it's it's crazy to see WWE using footage that was filmed in TNA or whatever. Oh, I and, saw this. And Rebby writes back saying, I filmed this last week. <laughs> Bam, Bam Roasted. roasted. Jinx. <laughs> and then the dude had to report it saying, whoops, <laughs> I got corrected yeah. by Rebby. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't do your uh, your background in studies. But uh, yeah, I'm, was I'm this super, WrestleZone? Uh, yeah, yeah. Forget but, you, WrestleZone. But I'm, I'm super pumped. He actually liked the tweet involving the shirt I I tossed out to Ryan earlier. Oh, I did. I saw that. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. So Guys, I'm, we, I I need to stop for a second. Mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers is coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's old news, brother. I just found out about that right now. <laughs> Mark out moment of the week. Yeah, but I, I, you have a Switch? I do. It's pretty it. interesting. So you can play that and transfer it to your TV? Yeah. It's amazing. I, I fear video games. I fear it. But then next we had the uh, 18th annual Mizzy Awards because they happen every other week. Third annual. Whatever. Regardless, that's six. ProSCTs.com backslash marking out. I don't understand. I don't understand why Barry Horowitz did not win the first category. He wasn't even nominated. How do you not have Barry Horowitz nominated for a pat on the shoulder award? (laughs) How's that a thing? How's that a possibility? Yeah. So this ultimately just. Yeah, but like it's rigged. This is the most rigged election of a first category I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> like Mayor Quinn. <laughs> I am Mayor Quinn. That actually sounded really good. Yeah. Right? I, I could do I could do a thing. May, but Mayor anyway, this said, but then all these stupid uh, categories that the Miz uh, pulls out then leads to a match. The Miz and the Miz Taraz are defeated by Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Yeah, what are you going to do with these guys going into WrestleMania? It's like, Angle. what are you going to have? Uh, next week, it's going to be the Miz versus Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. It's like, yeah, uh, Angle came out and basically he already set up the, the triple threat. Yeah. So, as of right now, yeah. this moment, it's for the Intercontinental Championship. Miz defending the title against 
Roman, nope, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. And oh, hopefully, hopefully Miz retains. Roman Reigns is going to go on to beat Roman Lesnar. Roman Reigns. And he had another in-ring po- promo this week, this time with Paul Heyman. Which I thought was a really good promo by Heyman here. Normally well, I'm like well, completely Heyman's like over that them. audio gold. Yeah, but as, I don't know, since the CM Punk era, I've kind of been over the whole Heyman promos. But I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, no. I thought it was him coming out with the title because Brock Lesnar wasn't there again. Mm. I don't I don't want to see Brock Lesnar on my television screen at WrestleMania. Until? After WrestleMania. Well, Roman Reigns came out and basically said, make sure he's at Raw next week and make sure he's ready to fight. Well, I'm just, it's totally, but we didn't even mention it with being at Raw. Ronda Rousey apparently is going to be on every oh, yeah. single Monday at Raw leading up to WrestleMania. So I know that was a huge thing that Brandon was, um, yeah. You clapping? Good. She that's awesome. Be. Yeah, I think I think that's great because it's she's taking her job seriously. And I mean, yeah. obviously she. It's she's just, not even a champion. It's just promos. It's but that's fine. It's gonna build but up her take- first her debut match at WrestleMania. I'm, I don't know how green she is or how how much training she has under her belt. Well, let's face it. She's in. She's not gonna start the match off. The, that's why they put her in a tag match, so this way they could have Kurt Angle versus Triple H a Which, little bit longer. I have to edit. say, was quite disappointing watching them two go at it on Raw. They were like not even selling punches for each other. It was kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, the the bigger spot of that match is going to be Rousey picking up the victory, I'm sure. But kudos to for to, for to her for showing up every week. Yeah, and brother. And taking this serious. That's like I always Not think like, like you, you probably never think this, but if you were a celebrity and they asked you to do a spot like that, what would you do in that situation? No, I'm what's the price? How much am I getting paid? I don't know. What, what do you mean? Well, then why am I going to do the spot if I'm not getting paid? But obviously, you're getting paid. You're not just going to like show up and wrestle. But it's like, Maybe. what are you like? Like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there every week. I'll clear my schedule. I don't think Stephen Amell got paid. He had to have. Yeah, he had to have got paid. You think? A hundred percent. They're not going to have celebrities just show up and do nothing. That's not like, it's like, oh, the Rams are sitting in the front row or whatever. They're not getting paid to be there. They get the free show. Yeah, but they. But probably, if like yeah. if like Maria Menounos is involved, if she's hosting the Hall of Fame or if she's wrestling at WrestleMania 28 or something, I'm she's getting paid for that. I'm going to say no. No way. I, Dude, Mickey Rourke wasn't sitting. He must have gotten paid even to get in the ring afterwards. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that, whether or not celebrities get paid for their in-ring perf- uh, appearances. Why, why would, they're what just would, doing what would make you think that they don't? Fans. Fandom. Some, some people. I mean, throwing out a, a baseball at a ball game. I mean, you do it out of the fandom of ba- being a fan of they baseball. They still get stuff from it. But they, they're not getting paid to throw out a ball. It's promotions Dude, and everything. There is, I'm telling you this right now, 100%, there's no way the host of WrestleMania 26, I think, that being Kim Kardashian, would have done anything without getting paid. There's no I'm way Chris Jenner would have let that happen. I'm telling I'm you, there's no way Kim Kardashian wasn't paid for that. All right, well, you heard it. Kim, hit us up. Let us know uh, if you got paid. I was definitely yeah. paid for WrestleMania. You sound just like her, dude. Can we get on a SmackDown now? 
SmackDown opens up with Dasha interviewing, uh, or set to interview Charlotte. And uh, she brings out Ruby Riot, who comes out with the Riot Squad. Dumb that Charlotte, for weeks we've been seeing her going along with uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi, comes out for a promo with Ruby Riot without backup. How dumb is that? And then they actually get to the promo, Ruby Riot's killing it. Saying, like, you're not even, like, you're not good, etc. Like, we came because this is, they're touting you as the, the lead of the women's revolution, when in reality, we're better than you. And, and you uh, know it. And just as they went to jump Charlotte, Bobby Roode's music hits, and that was the end of that. <laughs> Bobby Roode's music I, stopped the Riot but, Squad listen, from attacking. But it's not, you're not opening SmackDown with a Shane McMahon promo. You're not opening up with Daniel Bryan. You're opening up with something different, which I thought was fine. And obviously and they have the connection. Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair next week on the... Mixed Match Challenge. Uh, nope. Oh, but I don't know. What was your what was your lead-up question? Nothing. I just wanted to hear you say Mixed Match Challenge. Oh, I, I thought like it was going to... like That was no reason for Bobby Roode's music to hit there. Like it didn't... Oh, it's like, hey, they're, they're, they're teammates in the... Mixed match challenge, damn it! <laughs> but it's like, does like, does Bob like? I, why didn't Bobby Roode come out to challenge for the women's championship? Because he's not a woman. What are the who sets criteria these days? Oh yeah, that's right. It's 2018. But anyway, but Bobby Roode not... did come out to do commentary during a match where Jinder Mahal. Defeated Randy Orton, which with a little was, help from uh, Bobby Roode. This match was just annoying because it, it's yep. like at this point, how many times have we seen a Sing brother get backdropped onto the announce table? Too it's many. the same match over and over again. It's like it's like I'm at a house show. At a house show, maybe that's fine. That's fine and dandy, hilarious. Like sour candy, <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Orton tosses Jinder into Bobby. Bobby gets pissed. He gets up on the ring apron, distracting Randy Orton. Boom, Colossus. One, two, three. We've seen all of this before. Jinder's going to get added. I don't think he's getting added to Fastlane. WrestleMania, you think? I think there's some sort of WrestleMania angle being he's set gonna get there. going to get the big Bollywood entrance? I, maybe. Who knows? Maybe Jinder's the reason why the match doesn't uh, have a finish. Just say Mixed Match Challenge again. Mixed Match Challenge. He was talking to me, not you. Yeah. David. Uh, Up next, we take it backstage. Rusev hanging out with Aiden English, pissed off at Nakamura. For no reason. Because it's Nakamura Day. Nakamura damaged Aiden English's voice. Uh Uh-oh. So this sets up a match at Fastlane, Rusev versus Nakamura, and then Nakamura actually sang and said when he wins, it's going to be Nakamura Day. I thought, I thought that was good. I thought I popped for that. The versatility of Nakamura as an entertainer. Yeah. Always good. After the commercial break, though, you saw Becky Lynch defeating Carmella. This stems from a uh, backstage promo on WWE.com where uh, preteen graphics... It, which is so, it's so stupid. It, it makes no sense. It's like... You're doing a backstage segment, which is like supposed to be reality based, and then you have it that makes no sense to add the graphics. I don't yeah. understand. I, I, and where the hell has N- Natalia been for weeks? I like the match though. The match was fun. 
Yeah, now, I, have, I have no complaints about the match. Good. I have complaints good. about the, the promos before and after. Afterwards, Natalia gets in Naomi's face, telling her not to trust um, Becky Lynch, and then that sets up a pay per view match. The pay per view looks awful. It doesn't make sense. So don't watch it. I'm I'm going to watch it. So then don't complain. I have to complain. <laughs> I'm allowed to complain yeah, because I watch it. So like God. me, I can't complain because I don't watch it. Right. Now, Dave, you're not allowed to complain about anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because truth be told, I don't watch any of this outside of a two minutes I take the time out of the day. Uh, but, next, what were you going to say? <laughs> yeah, just talk about AJ Styles or something. I there. don't want to talk about that yet because in between this segment, they cut to the outside of the arena – Okay, yeah, this is the most important thing of SmackDown. <laughs> and the camera guy was there and slipped on this, the, the, the granite statue. A marble. In the snow, the marble nice. statue. And that I think that was the funniest part of SmackDown. And, of course, because it's WWE and they got it on tape, they got to play it to embarrass the dude. Because but I, the, the, I don't it, think that was live. I don't know if you saw it, but somebody mentioned on Twitter, this is the best, like, cut scene of b-roll outside of arena <laughs> since like canyons hit somebody with a canyon cutter on nitro oh i don't even i don't even know uh, yeah, so, so they, were, they were doing like b-roll of like the outside of the arena and then you see some guy like standing there and then you just see canyon run by hit a canyon cutter and run away that's so weird it's outstanding yeah so, so uh, smackdown could have easily just been two hours of <laughs> that dude slipping and falling and i yeah, would have been fine great. Also, kind of disappointed they, with the whole Fox meeting. There, there's like talks that I think Meltzer said that if Fox does get yeah, okay, you 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 trust him? It, I mean, who knows? But if Fox gets Monday Night Raw, it'll go back to two hours. Which thank goodness. No, not thank goodness because as we see per SmackDown, there's no time. So Brandon can't complain about that third hour. Come on, I like I, third dude, hour. I, Chris, are you able to sit through an entire three hours of Raw? I get. I have He's not Hulu. six years old. What? I have Hulu, and Hulu only gives me an hour and a half of Raw. So interesting. I don't know. I think that switching to the two-hour format would be phenomenal. It would take away so many storylines, so many feuds, and, yeah, and, and things would, would take would even longer it. to progress. I'm telling you, it wouldn't work in this I day think and the age. Ratings would, I think the ratings would be more. I don't see that. Wrong. But speaking of Dave saying the word phenomenal... AJ Styles came out before the main event talking about how the odds are not in again. his favor. Again. Again. Yes, again, Brandon. I know. Uh, John Cena wants to come out. He replayed John Cena's uh, promo from Monday. He said he's fighting for us, and he wants to go to WrestleMania to face the best, and that being Shinsuke Nakamura. Dolph Ziggler comes out and cuts a very heartfelt promo, which then leads to your main event, which was a no contest because Sammy, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens hit the ring and a stat attack both Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles. Then you have Shane McMahon come out and then it's Which, just all over gotta, the place. Got to give Shane credit. Got to give the, the writer some credit there because definitely thought that was about to be set up into a tag team match. But it wasn't. It got set up into a fatal five way. Which is kind of stupid. Uh, but Sammy Zayn won. Did you expect Sammy, Sammy Zayn to win? Absolutely not. Which I think is awesome. When everything, I don't think it's everything, stupid to. I don't. I. It was the original match that was supposed to take place at Fastlane. Um. I don't. I don't know. 
But when it was all said and done, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that Sami Zayn pinned Kevin Owens. That was the most yeah. important thing out of it. Yeah, and especially because backstage, Sami Zayn said, if necessary at the pay per view, I will take the loss for you. But it wasn't the pay per view. So Bam roasted on Right, him. that's true. And I, and I thought at first, like, Sami Zayn like, just turns around and hits the Huluva kick out of nowhere and pins Kevin Owens. I thought it was going to be one of those things that it's like momentum where he like didn't notice it was Kevin Owens or anything. But afterwards, when Dasha interviewed him, he goes, I'm the most underrated or whatever in WWE. I'm, I'm the best the company has. So he kind of cuts that promo that like, yeah, I want this. I want it. I need it. I needs it. And it's like, that's why it's like, as much as this pay-per-view looks like garbage, um, for, for thrown together matches and stuff, it's like, it's hard, like, because we still want to see AJ Styles versus Nakamura, but in that same boat, I want Dolph Ziggler to, to be champion. I want, Not at all. I want Sami Zayn to be champion at some point. I want Kevin Owens to be champion again. John Cena, I would love to see John Cena win the 17th championship. Obviously not at Fastlane. At, uh, but are you ready to pay-per-view? No, no, definitely not at Fastlane, but but I want to see that happen. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't want to see Ziggler win it right now. I want to see AJ versus Nakamura, and I don't really care about anybody else at this current time. Yeah, That's so, what yeah. it comes down to for me. So moving on from SmackDown to the Mixed Match Challenge. Your voice sounds shot. <laughs> we have Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman picking up the victory over Jimmy and Naomi. Thank goodness. They're going all the way. Team Big Little, Little Big, whatever you're saying. So Oscar beats Little Big? No. No. Not at all. All the way around. Miz Oscar, gets pinned by Braun Strowman. There's no way Asuka's losing a streak in a tag team I, Facebook okay, only okay, event. Dude, it's not the okay. streak. Yeah, sorry. No, Bam no, Rosa, no, it is. No, 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 Because I thought about this this morning while I was watching NXT. Is there anything else we have to talk about Mixed Match Challenge? No. Okay, cool. So NXT happened this week as well. Um, essentially, what you have is your number one contender now for the NXT title – when Aleister Black defeated Killian Dane. Awesome match. Really cool. But the one thing that Mauro Ronaldo said, which I want to tie back to the Oscar, he goes, Aleister Black hasn't been pinned in singles competition. He lost that, whatever, that four corners match, but he was never pinned, he was never beaten in singles competition. They can, and I said it last week on this show too, they, if they lose in the mixed match challenge, they can go on to be like, oh, hey, guess what? Asuka was never pinned in singles competition, but she lost the mixed match challenge. Here's the thing, though. Commentary for that last match was the whole match itself was all about Asuka being pinned. And at this and point, easily... no, 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 no. At this point, it's not about Asuka's single streak or anything. It's about her matches. It's yeah, about well, I have five hundred something victories. If you if you break that, there that resets it. I have one but loss. Wrestling fans and have then the, the next week I have one victory. Nanoseconds. That it's not about the the streak of win and loss. It's about I have this many wins in a row. I agree with Chris. I don't have. It's not about singles. I don't have this many singles match wins. I don't have Bill. this many tag match wins. I have this many matches that I won in a row. 
Dude, you this is such a this is such a repetitive topic where how many this is tiring to talk about with Oscar okay. and her streak. I'm gonna say this before we start talking about the Dusty Rhodes classic. They will spin it to make you not remember that I she remember. Let him finish. No, I'm done. That's it. Uh, yeah. yeah, the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, the finals of the last Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, uh, ending the same way. The Authors of Pain defeated TM61, so they will go on in the tournament to the second round. They'll face the winners of the Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery, which will probably be the Street Profits. Uh, and that's really all you got to talk about. John Tommaso Ciampa came out and ripped up a bunch of stuff. Bianca Blair did her Est gimmick, which was all right. Which is cool. But let's talk about 205 Live. Yeah, Drew Gulak. Surprising victory or what? No. I, no. I think they're grooming him the to... What? Yeah, I think they're grooming him for WrestleMania. Drew Gulak picking up the victory over Mark Andrews and, and didn't even let go. He gave, why the, would any, he, he gave the four count after that. Why would anybody find this outcome surprising? I don't an established guy within the division against the guy that they used in the cruiser in the British in the UK tournament. I mean, yeah, this I is like, like a no, liked, this is a no brainer to me. I did, liked did the work. promo beforehand with Drew Gulak. He goes, "Well, you know what? I just haven't opened my uh, edition of Microsoft Office in about you know seven weeks." I was just like, "Drew, no." But what I was gonna say is, did Roddy beat Kalisto? He did. So. They're throwing us surprises in there, so. Well, the brand just yeah. hated this entire episode of 205 Live because um, no, no, Mustafa. No, no. I didn't. I didn't dislike this, and also before that, they uh, Drake Maverick set up basically planting seeds for a tag team titles, and, and tossed together for, Akira Tozawa to team with Hideo Itami against yep, a guy named match. Nemeth. Nemeth Alexander and Scott James, they picked up the victory, so maybe there are tag team titles on the horizon there. Yeah, yeah but, but continuing with that tournament, uh, quarterfinal match, Mustafa Ali defeated Buddy Murphy, which I am so ecstatic for, because for a long time I've been saying that Mustafa Ali should be champion, so I'm happy to see him winning this match and uh, continuing forward in this. It's like, I, so, I, I was like obviously I was disappointed that Buddy Murphy didn't go on, but I'm also at the same time happy because Ali, like Dave said, has been proving himself that he should have been maybe even been champion long ago. The promo that what? they cut is something that we haven't seen on, on WWE television. What, that frankly. Twitter thing? The, I, like backstage when he was standing up, not backstage, when he was on like the, the steps talking he about... He posted that on Twitter. He probably did it himself. Yeah, so we don't really see that stuff like, like that. That looks like something you could have done in... A- in iMovie, sorry. I think that I think it was like really good quality, though. No, it wasn't really that good. Quality. You know what? So... If if he's doing it on his own, you got to give props to him, yeah, though. No, absolutely. It and it was on TV. It was, it was on TV. It was good. So. Done, it was good nonetheless. Yeah, it was good. So it's like, and that's what's like very difficult to like. Once you get to WrestleMania for the final two, there's right now three people in mind that I have that I can't decide between who I think is going to go. It's like Gulak. You have Cedric Alexander being put over big time. And then you have Mustafa Ali being put over big time. If Cedric Alexander wins, Drew Gulak's going to win. If Roderick Strong's going to win, they're going to have Mustafa Ali win. Because you're going to play the Roderick Strong gimmick like, I'm doing this for my family and everything like that. Same thing with Mustafa Ali. You know, uh, but, and then underdog. what the hell, the dude? Yeah, I don't even want to spoil things. 
D- d- don't. But anyway, What's the spoil. Uh, we got to get a pay per view. Oh. We got a pay. We got a pay per view taking place in Columbus, Ohio, at the Nationwide Arena. Wait, there's uh, a pay per view? Yeah, yeah, on Sunday. Fastlane. Oh man! All right, hold on. I got to pull this up too. You don't have matter. to because I have everything written down right now. Sweet, uh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this rapid fire really quickly so we can get into our shameless plugs. Uh, we'll start off. We mentioned. Lynch. Nope, I'm going to do this, Brandon. Uh, Nakamura is facing off against Rusev. We talked about this on SmackDown. Who do we all got? Shinsuke. Rusev. How's the Royal Rumble winner going to lose before WrestleMania? Nah, Nakamura. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Naomi will be facing off against Carmella and Natalia. I'm going to go with Becky Lynch and, and Naomi. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Naomi. Um, what is it? Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella? Yeah. Correct. Uh, Becky Lynch. The women's title will be on the line when Charlotte will be defending against Ruby Riot. Yeah. Flair. I, I assume Charlotte's going to win, and then maybe we'll see Asuka after the match or something or on Raw the next night. So, 100% Flair. I, I don't think we're going to change. I think we're all going to be the same. Tag team titles will be on the line when the Usos face off against the New Day. I'm going to say the Usos. The yeah. Usos. And I, although I could also see that whole thing being like a no contest here with the Bludgeon Brothers. But Ooh. definitely definitely going to say the Usos. Because that, that could easily set up a triple threat match between the three teams. Which would be sick. U.S. titles on the line. Bobby Roode will be defending against Randy Orton. I'm going to say Bobby Roode. I'm going Roode. Dave, I'm going Randy Orton. It's like, what do they do at WrestleMania for that title? There's nothing. That that match is stupid. You have a whole yeah. choir sing at Bobby Roode when he comes to the ring. Uh, and your main event of the evening will be the WWE Championship on the line. AJ Styles will be defending not against one, not two, not three, not four, but five other competitors as he defends against John Cena! Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. I'm saying AJ Styles all the way. AJ. Yeah, we're... Nobody wins, nobody loses. Well, yep. I, I picked different for... Uh, oh, Orton. Orton. Yeah. Yeah. Match. So you lose. Absolutely, so we'll see we on lose. Sunday. Damn. On Sunday, 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 who will go out as the WWE Champion and go to WrestleMania to face Shinsuke Nakamura? But anyway, let's get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Yes, so you should go do everything I say. So go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also give a uh, follow to Amy at PuroxYGin. Also go check out Montreal. Isn't that PuroxYGin? Isn't that like Jeff Hardy's band? Yeah. I'm not too sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, well, go check out Eric at mtl late night also check out late night on twitch we all love it so you, yeah you i should gave out i gave out the wrong the the wrong link last week there you go it's twitch.tv slash mtl broski not late night wow yeah well, first thing in the oh morning no, wow damn <laughs> 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 i went joey lawrence wow. uh wow. yeah youtube first thing <laughs> in the morning as well but Eric is amazing, and you should go check it out. 
Um, also, go check out Team Awesome. Lorenzo is someone else who is amazing. He's also an author of 31 Days to Live, which you can purchase on Amazon.com. And uh, go give him a follow on uh, like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. And also, he has a shop on Pro Wrestling Tees you could check out. While you're on Pro Wrestling Cheese, don't uh, cheese. Pro Wrestling Tees, don't also, uh, also go check out Shining Wizards over there. Purchase all of their t-shirts and give them a listen to at ShiningWizards.com. Also, Wrestle Circus, I highly suggest everybody check out. Uh, go give them a follow at Wrestle Circus on the 24th. Raise the curtain. You got Shane Strickland taking on Penta L Zero, Mie- Zero Miedo. Um, you also got Tessa Blanchard taking on Chelsea Green. Ray Phoenix taking on Desmond Xavier, and then Masada taking on Jordan Len X. This is a I highly recommend Wrestle Circus to everyone because the stuff that they're putting on is so much fun, and you should go check it out. They have a Twitch uh, account that you could go follow, twitch.tv slash Wrestle Circus. Hey, Chris, how about some uh, a rant or match of the week? Chris's match of the week. It's a match of the week this week. Uh, And this one comes from WrestleMania 17. Edge and Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudley Boys. Oh, yeah. In a great ladder match. I was was listening to Edge and Christian's uh, podcast on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast today, and they, like, fully went into the match. Um, And I plan, right after we finish this podcast, not going on Twitch and going on the WWE Network and watching this match. So I suggest you do the same. So go check that out because my match of the week has been already discussed. But Brandon, who are you shouting out? Listen to Brandon's shoutouts because when there are shoutouts, <laughs> there's honey. Starting with more Twitch. Um, Going to give a shout out to Raquel Lilly. Uh, she's a musician and... The other day she was doing a cooking stream and let me share cooking with Brandon. So that's awesome. Check her out. Twitch.tv slash Raquel Lily. Um, next one. Going to give a shout out to Disney's Ohana at the Polynesian because I got a super rare reservation for it. When I go down in April, and I'm super pumped because I've always wanted to go here, and now I'll finally be able to go. What is this? It's it's Ohana. It's a restaurant at Disney, but it's like one of the hottest restaurants that like books up instantly. So somebody, I guess, backed out of a booking, and I took it. It's a a nine. I think it's like a nine fifty reservation or something. Yeah, ten minutes before the kitchen closes, and all your food's gonna come out at the same time. No, that's not <laughs> that, Disney. Disney wouldn't do that. Disney don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, don't do that. But uh, yeah, last shout out. <laughs> last shout out. Uh, I'll never hear the end of this. Going to Chris. And that's lucky. Future good night. And cooking with Brandon, episode six. I want to say thank you for making it. Thank you for editing editing it. And uh, thanks to everybody that's been sharing it. Thanks to everybody that's been watching it. Thanks for the positive comments about it. Thanks for the two thumbs down. Yeah, <laughs> no, especially thanks for the two thumbs down. I appreciate you only make me stronger. <laughs> Rise above hate. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I, no. Um, yeah, Cooking Brandon's out. It's done. There's this, I, there's this weight off my shoulders now that 
I, I, I felt terrible about because I'm like, I got to get cooking Brandon done. I got to get cooking Brandon done. Hey, Chris, we need to do this two-minute video. I need to do that first. Hey, Chris, why don't you fill this male striptease? Okay, fine. And <laughs> I got it done. And it's done. And I think it's hands down. And from the reaction from it, it was the best episode that we put out so far. It had a ton of funny parts that I think. But it's like it's it's such a niche that it's such a niche thing. Like I wanted to tell all my family about it, but they'd get. What are you talking about? They would love to watch that video. Email them. Email them single link so they click it to get the views up. They get. They would get the ratatouille joke. That would be about it. But it's still funny to say don't smoke. (laughs) Smoke. And thanks to Eric Montreal Broski for uh, playing it on his uh, stream the other night. Yeah, it was uh, super nerve wracking listening to everybody react to it, but all the reactions were were positive, so it's it's pretty good. And, Ma- and Madeline's a fan of Brandon cooking things in the kitchen. My daughter. <laughs> we were watching. I was making her watch it the other day. She said they're laughing at Brandon. I'm like, yep, he is. He is I, funny. I do birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> now we just have to get him uh, on stand up. Get him on stage. Get him and Yurple and Uncle Magic on the same stage, and I think my life will be complete. Get me on the Thunder Down Under stage. No, what? That's the, the male review dance. That's one of the uh-huh. the male review dances I saw it on Impractical Jokers. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't uh, Jokers. But anyway, let's get to our next part. It's the hour. Maybe that's That is right, our marked out moment of the week. You ready, boys? Yeah, what was it, Brandon, when you first saw Kirk and Brandon for the first time and sent me that text message that I still have saved? Oh, I wasn't even going to include that in the marked out moment of the week, but honestly, I think this honestly is the best episode. Not the Miz Award, Mizzy Award, pat myself on the back or anything, but I think this was the best episode that we put out. Yeah, I know, because I'm just that good of an editor, and everything color-wise looked the same. I spent a lot of hard time on it. I mean, writing-wise was decent. I know. Well, <laughs> you, you know, editors make your dreams come true. We create editors. We create dreams. Yeah. But Dave, what about you? I, I, didn't even, hard? I didn't even say my markout one of the weeks. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think my markout was definitely cooking with Brandon. Um, there was so many spots during there where I definitely pop for um and then i also marked out for the amount of times i've heard the word wow this week wow um i don't know why wow and it makes no sense like i've been hearing this on late night with with broski and owen wilson wow because yeah they do an owen wilson thing he just out of nowhere the guy drew goes wow and this just happens and i'd stuck and then when i went to atlantic city my friends were randomly doing it and they, I know they don't watch the Twitch, and I don't know where they're getting it from. I was the like, Twitch. Where, I was like, where are you getting that from, that you're just randomly on the boardwalk saying, wow? Like, yeah, I, don't, then I, don't know, I don't know if I'm like, I think I might be just like slipping into conversation now. Like, I, you ever, you remember, you know the video I sent you, Dave, where the, the it's like this, the, you're supposed to think he's a fan at the places, or like he's at Wendy's and he's like on scene or whatever. The pizza stuff? Not the pizza stuff. The guy, he's like on the first, like the reporter or whatever is asking the guy questions at Wendy's. He goes, and he like turns into cutting a promo about Lucifer and stuff. And he goes, 
I don't know. Sorry, no. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, guy. I say I don't know now in, like, everyday conversation. Wait, and I, I don't know. What I, wait, wait, what I, I don't know. Like that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the, the guy kind of looks he's like... He's on Nerdist or The whatever. guy kind of looks like Capozzi. <laughs> like Anthony? Like Fat Anthony? Yeah. He's on. He's name? on the Nerdist. I can't. Think I know. Of his what's what's the thing? Right I know. I know it because I like his videos a lot. Do I sit in my basement and drink tiny wines like that guy? What's the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Onyx. Onyx. The oh Fox yeah, Twitter. Onyx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was actually kind of funny know. with the Owen Wilson stuff. Is that I? I asked Brandon David, the other day. David, what you've been doing is not funny, by the way. What do you mean? David's been marking it down each time he hears somebody. He's like, wow. Yeah, because it's kind of crazy. Like, two days ago, I brought up to him, like, since I sent you that Owen Wilson video on Twitter, I keep on hearing, wow. Wow. Or, wow, from the most random places. So I was just like, I brought it up to him, like, is it just me, or have you been noticing people saying wow more often? And he told me how he had this story with his friends and everything, and on uh, on Twitch night. and stuff. Yeah, like, where is this coming yeah, from? It, Why is this I mean, happening? I don't... I don't yeah, so I started marking Pinch down. I'm like, all right, they do it in pitch perfect. We, they did it in this and this and this. And I was up to like seven in two days, and I'm like, what if we? How is this code? possible? What if we crack the code? I, it's the Owen Wilson code. Wow. Code. Wow. 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 So what was what was your mark out moment of the week, Chris? Oh, got to specify here. Dave already did one. I'm not talking to myself. No, honestly, it is that dancer I saw on Sunday doing the subject <laughs> with that chick. It really That's was funny. It was as as weird as it is. It, I was just like, I wasn't expecting. Like, I I I like shook, and I was looking back at the tape today. You see me like shake the camera, going, "Oh my god, he just sunset flipped her." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I once I'm gonna look at. The, I I can't look at the footage when like the rest of my family is up just for the nature of it yeah the content so, eh, make a pancake breakfast <laughs> okay you make, you make a pancake breakfast it's done for like 20 minutes <laughs> all right anyway that's our show my mark out moment of the week came from one of them <laughs> came from the oscars um but not the actual award show i think that's stupid but the the roseanne trailer that aired I'm I'm really like really pumped for this new show coming out, the new season. So, uh, and then the the next uh, mark of the week is John Cena on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon doing the ew sketch with Sarah with one with no H because H's are ew. Yeah, that was actually really funny. John Cena always delivers when he's doing late night television. Yeah, Cena definitely, and he plays Why ball too. We could be branded. John Cena. I think I might have tweeted it twice to John Cena already. <laughs> Everybody, if you're listening to the show, tweet cooking your brands to John Cena. Yeah, I saw you tweet it to Warbeard Hansen as well. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah, you got to put it. Dude, tweet it to everyone. Legit, just do it I, up. Dude, I thought Everybody... I was gonna get. I thought I was gonna get some sort of response from Becky Lynch and Sheamus because of I, I. I tweeted them specifically saying, "Please watch this. I have orange hair also." <laughs> and nothing. Mike Rome favorited it, so he might have watched Cooking with Brandon. So kudos, you're not a nerd in Dude, my book, bro. You gotta put it. You gotta send it to all the producers and directors out there in uh, Hollywood. The last Just time, send... the last time, Paul, Paul, is it Feig or Feig? Uh huh. He did. Uh, he favorited it, and so did Roseanne. So 
But yeah, get it back there, Roseanne. What? Was it Roseanne or was it like her social media manager? I I I I honestly think Roseanne's controlling her Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think that ah. she's Yeah, you got it tweeted back to her. I, dude, like, I tweeted to all the psoriasis celebrities. <laughs> None of them responded. Dude, None of them care. It. Nobody cares. They don't care that they're they just get paid for a spokesmanship of psoriasis. I actually struggle with psoriasis. <laughs> Pay me, I'll be no, on the commercial. Look, here's some here's some real Brandon talk right here. About this. What did you say? What was the first thing you said to me? When you showed up? No, when I I sent you the Dropbox link for Kirk and Brandon. I, I think it was something about how awful my arms were. Yeah, but he went through with it. Even the day that we showed up. Uh, yeah, the, the day episode, we showed up, I wanted, I like so badly wish I had like Jeff Hardy armbands. I would have worn that the whole episode. Dude, you look fine. But he didn't. And no, he, I, I know I don't no. look fine. But honestly, it doesn't bother me at this point. I've lived with it since 1999, since I was like 10. Since I was 9 or 10. But, yeah. honest, but, but, no, but this is a good story, though. It's like, hey, look at me. I could not do these YouTube videos because I could be ashamed of my psoriasis. Or I could show it and embrace the creativity that I have as a human being and just harness this energy and spread it to the people. I don't, it's like, you don't yeah, care so, about your surroundings. So type up some inspirational tweet, tweet it out to Dally, do something, <laughs> get him to retweet it. Listen, you haven't tweeted to Trent or Chuck yet and say, hey, guess what? I Chris actually, Miranda, I, I almost tweeted to Chuck Taylor earlier today and then I was like, nah, this is stupid. No, I Why like, almost? Because I said it, it was stupid. It's yeah. like, hey, somebody's wearing your shirt in this video. Cool, man. Are they? Oh, you're wearing their shirt. Yeah, I am. That's now I could tweet him. Did you? Did you, and honestly, I feel like keeping this episode the length that we took it to 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 finish it. I feel like it worked because then we added the the selfie video with the SmackDown graphics in there. Yeah, and glorious. It, it, not to spoil anything. Yeah, and the glorious at the end. Let's go to out uh, YouTube.com slash out 11 and watch the video. So can we close the show out now? Yeah, yeah. let's wrap oh, it up. That's Marking Out 370. Listen to it on MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. Check it out. Uh, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. Next week we'll be back with all the fallout from Fastlane, and we're streamlining ourselves right on the road to WrestleMania. So we'll talk about the Cruiserweight Tournament. We'll talk about everything else going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog, Dave on Twitter at DavesRave underscore mo, and Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. We wish you the the. It's so weird to do this. Okay, relax, bro. Best of luck in your future. Have a fan. We are the podcast.